Seriously, man, you don't really think we're going to see any Canutes and 41 Rockies jerseys here at Coors Field, do you? I mean, no offense, I know you're a local and all, but that was a long time ago. You never know. I've seen some old guy jerseys around here, haven't you? In fact, I actually heard from a really good source. You mean you saw it on Twitter. Whatever. I heard that Chad Cool's wearing 41 now for the Rockies because he grew up a Milwaukee Brewers fan and he watched me wearing number 41 back in the day. That, you know, that's pretty cool, right? I see what you did there, Mark. Yeah, okay, wait. Look, he's right over there. Let's just go ask him. Well, you know, we probably shouldn't bother him. What do you mean? We're media. That's our job. Follow me. Uh, okay, but, but let me ask him. Hey, Chad, I'm Mark Knudson. and this is Manny Rendell. We do a podcast called the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. He came up with the name. Congrats on your great start to the season. Are you liking it here? He's got a question for you, Chad. Okay, I heard somewhere that you're wearing number 41 here as a Rocky because, you know, I wore it a while back. A long okay, while back. Okay, whatever. I wore 41 in Milwaukee, as I'm sure you know, since I heard you grew up a Brewers fan and all. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Delaware, um, you know, kind of watched the Phillies kind of growing up, but uh, never really heard of you. So when they gave me 41, I don't think it really had some uh, significance behind it. Sorry. Yeah, what's what show am I on? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. We're still six weeks away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline, but it's already time for teams like the Colorado Rockies to start making plans. The postseason is a long shot. So the Rockies look like sellers. Who might they be willing to part with? And who is untouchable? Manny and I run down the Rockies roster and take our best shots at playing general manager. There's a lot to think about. And we get started right for this on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at DenverAutographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at USAPrimeColorado at gmail.com for more information. Manny, the Rockies had a uh, successful road trip to the West Coast. Won the series sure in San did. Francisco. Um, Could have been more successful. Yeah, I saw your tweet on that. And you're right. You know, well, the, the what it should have been all year. So, mm-hmm. but... Nonetheless, a winning road trip to the West Coast is something to be happy about. But it doesn't change my opinion. I don't know if it changes yours. This is not a postseason team. They, to me, when they came back from Washington, D.C., and they were 21 and 26, at that point, they needed to be 26 and 21, five games over 500, to weather the storm that's coming. That's this, this long this gauntlet of, of games. They missed their chance against bad teams to get up above five, six, seven games above 500 and have a chance to, to weather what's coming because what's comes nasty Dodgers Giants yeah. Padres everything else um you feel are you feeling any differently than that no <clears throat> it hasn't changed my my mind on it I think um what's a little bit maddening about this team I think if you're a Rockies fan is that they they lose so many games to poor teams and then they go and go four and three on a road trip to San Francisco and San Diego yep. um and, and, you know number one it's on the road like yep you know, they're, they're, they don't yep. win games on the road. They're playing in Pittsburgh, you know, or Miami, yep. Yep. Um, let alone San Francisco or, or, or Petco Park. And they went four and three and they really should have gone six and one or maybe five and two because yes. Charlie Blackman uh, um, misplayed that ball in the outfield with the walk off win for the Giants. And then um, uh, and then there was the throwaway by Elias Diaz uh, yep. or Elias Diaz, I should say, 
in the um, first game of the doubleheader on Saturday. So really, there's a, if they if they even split those two games, they're five and two on their road trip. One of their better road trips in memory. Yep. Um, and it, so that's. But again, you have to do that over a sustained period of time, and it, this team continues to be weird. You know, like yeah. what, how is it that you beat those teams on the road and you can't beat, you know, the likes of the Nationals and the Marlins at home? Some of the things you pointed out, though, on Twitter this week, I've been really telling, I actually wrote about one of them, about the ground ball rate. They still have one of the highest ground ball rates in the league. Okay. Right. I'm not a launch angle guy, but nonetheless, that's obviously a statistic you don't like to see, especially when you have 13 stolen bases in your first 60 games. That 13. one shocked me even for the Rockies. I yeah. mean, and even in this era right. where the stolen bases uh, is down uh, and it has been for years, it's just, I mean, 13, like, yeah. That's yeah. and through 60 games, that's yeah. crazy. And yeah, okay, so you're gonna hit the ball on the ground, then maybe you hit and run, you do some things like that. You small ball, they don't even yeah, they don't small yeah, ball, right. and they don't hit home runs. So you got what 50 home runs in 60 games, 53, something like that. So they're not hitting home runs either. They're the offense is just not producing in any way, shape, or form. And like you said, it's against bad teams. That's a, I'm with you. That's what bothers me the most is that you can't beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up, beat up, beat up on, including the Arizona Diamondbacks. They lost their yeah. only series with them so far. That's a team they didn't even dominate last year. I think they were 11 and 10 against them last year, 11 and 9, something like that. You've got to beat the bad teams if you're going to get, sneak into that last postseason spot. My prediction, I'll say it now the last playoff spot is going to come down to St. Louis and Atlanta. One of those two teams is going to, bat, going to get the last playoff spot because I believe there'll be three teams in the NL West. Brewers are going to really? win their division. I do. You think Brewers, the Giants are going to? Continue? Giants aren't as good as they were last year, but the Padres are for real. And I think, um, I think the Giants get in. Maybe it's between okay. the maybe the Giants are the last team battling, but uh, I can see the I could see the the Braves continuing this yep. um, surge that they're on, yep. and I mm-hmm. think and I and and challenging the Mets. Um, but and, those two teams uh, are both going to be. But, in. Uh, I think the Braves and the Mets, and I think that are going to be in uh, one of the two. You know whether yep. it's flip flop right. with the division versus right. the wild card or not, and then the Phillies. I don't know <clears> if they continue to do yeah. what they're doing, but um, the Braves, you, there's a little more confidence that yep. they can, given what their track record is, and then yep. the on the in the West, I think that the, definitely the Padres, um, I think, are going to going to be there unless mm-hmm. they continue to be monstered, you know, like like they were this weekend. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one too. I mean, like, come on, man. I mean, they look like Charles Barkley, you know, like <laughs> fidgeting around, yeah. not knowing how to play basketball anymore in, in Space Jam. It's like what you know what happened in the, starting Saturday night. They were just they yeah. looked. It was like they looked like the Rockies, and yeah. the Rockies looked like the Padres. Yeah. For, for a minute, and but for that a happened last year too. Rockies and Padres. The Padres were supposed to be great last year, and they fought. Fall, right. Well, last year I mean the lost. Padres just. Yeah, they tanked, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, I think um, you know, I, I think still though, I think Padres in the West, I think the Braves in the East, and then it'll come down to I think Giants Cardinals. Um, yeah. In the so Central. so we got the same five teams in, and none of those teams yeah, were yeah. Per, it's not gonna be the Rockies. It's not gonna be the Rockies. Okay, yeah, so I mean we at the end of the year, there was that chance to get there, win 83, 84 games and sneak in as that last spot. It's not gonna happen with this team. They've blown that opportunity already. So trade deadline comes up end of July, six weeks away essentially. Rockies should be sellers historically yeah, I mean, been- it should be sellers the thing about the rockies as we've seen in <clears throat> especially in trade deadlines past and yeah. recent past yeah. is that they don't act uh, as we would think they would right. act uh, to put it mildly right. i mean last year when they should have dealt uh, trevor story and john gray um, and john gray at the deadline yep. um if nothing else one of those two guys they ended up getting a draft pick for those two guys one draft yep. pick for two yep. guys for mm-hmm. trevor story and john gray yep um, and then we've, we've all seen what Trevor story and we knew it was going to, it was coming, yeah. uh, what Trevor story has started to do in, in Boston, even though he got a late start. And it's just, you know, 
it, it made no sense whatsoever to get no value out of that, um, except for a draft pick, which is a toss-up, really, of whether right. that player is going to eventually make it and make it uh, to the point where it can impact the major league <clears throat> team. So I think, yes, they should be sellers. Will they? That remains to be seen. Well, here's, here's one thing to consider. Last year at that time, Bill Schmidt was not officially the <clears throat> gentleman. He yep. was the interim general manager. Yeah, so that's, of, that's something different now. People were very tentative. <clears throat> he had a better offseason. He's been more aggressive now. He's a farm guy. If you're a seller, you're not going to get an established big league player. You're going to get prospects. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. Prospects. I think that's in his wheelhouse. Uh-huh. I think he can no, look he's made. I mean, he's been, he, you know, as a scouting director and, and in his time with the Rockies prior to being GM, there's no, there's no, nothing to suggest that he didn't do a, a good job. Right. You know, and and, you know, the guys that 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 the, the Freelands and, you know, the Arenados and the, you know, all of these mm-hmm. guys that that came up through here, the stories, um, Bill Schmidt was involved in all of that. Yep. Right. So um, you, you got to you got to understand that he knows he, he understands talent evaluation. So that that could be a boon for them as long as they are willing to do. It. And I think I have a feeling we're going to get to and- one specific name. Um, in this that we think yeah. that maybe maybe should be thought about by considered by the Rockies to be a, a trade piece. Um, though it oh, there's more than one. I think there's more. I think yeah. there's a lot of them. Actually. One I, in, I think, in particular that I, I see. Yeah. A, I see but, being a very difficult sell to the to the ownership. Let's go around the other. Let's go look at some other direction. Yeah. Who's an, who's untouchable? Who on this roster would well, you not I, I, trade under any me, I mean, if it's me, there is. The, you know, if it's me. Um, and we're looking, you're saying the entire roster, if, it, yes. if, if it's, if yeah. it's well, me, the big league roster. Yeah. 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 If it's me, I mean, I'm thinking there are two, uh, you know, there we'll, we'll talk about them, but there are two main guys that look, look, would be very, would be attractive. One main guy and one other guy that if he continues to do this, obviously Ryan, Mc, I mean, uh, Brandon Rogers, Ryan McMahon, you've invested too much in, you know, Sam Hilliard to me. Um, I don't, I don't think he, I just don't think he'll have any trade value, even if you want really? thinking about it. Um, and then uh, Randall Gritchick is definitely a trader, tradable yep. guy. Charlie Blackman, CJ Crone, Jose Iglesias, although who's going to play shortstop? I guess you can put hands well, on there. Well, and that's where, um, no, no, time out. Tovar yeah. can come up in, in August. Yeah, you Tovar, get Tovar, right? No, I don't know that, I don't know that they're going to bring Tovar up this year, but like he's, 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 I mean, right. he's, he's going to be there. Uh, I, right. I can see him making it out of spring training next year. So you can get Hampson to play the couple of months yep. out, you know, the rest of the season. Fair. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, um, so you got these veteran players that, and, and, and Iglesias, um, you know, has, is attractive in the sense that he's hitting away from Coors Field, which is weird. Yep. It's got reverse splits, right? In that sense, he's hitting really well away from Coors Field. Yep. And in terms of, I mean, he's not exactly, you know, he's not lighting up the scoreboard, but he's, he's, he's hitting a lot of singles, you know, spreading, yep. the, spreading the baseball around. And then, so that's a veteran piece. Then uh, CJ Crone is like, you know, an early MVP candidate. He's, t- he's tailed off now, yeah. but he's, he was an early MVP candidate, all-star, you know, will get right. some all-star votes. So he's the most, I think, appealing uh, trade piece for the Rockies. And then Randall Gritchick, you know, he hasn't been all that, you know, all that great for the Rockies, but he, he has a track record, track record right? And, he did, and he's been good defensively for the most part. Um, beyond that, you know. Well, let me, uh, let me, let me reject real quick. Yeah. I'm curious why you say Sam Hilliard is not tradable. I think Sam Hilliard is upside. We all think Sam Hilliard is, upside <clears throat> is phenomenal, but he, well, I, I can see as a centerpiece of a deal. No, obviously. Yeah. No, I mean, that, if you want to throw him in, if you're, if you're going to throw him in as a piece to, to kind of like make up, right. Make up for, for what you need to make up in a deal right. um, maybe, but like, you know, I just don't, he's just been, you know, he's been a good defensive player, but he hasn't, he just, he continues to just not hit. And, no. you know, it's one thing to get a guy out of cores 
with the idea that well he hits really well at cores but not on the road so let's just take him out of cores and he should it, it, he should fall somewhere decent above average somewhere in terms of being able to hit at sea level um but this guy doesn't hit you know much anywhere yeah. and uh, it's just hard to see you know i just i'm looking at him yesterday and he you know he takes a 94 down the middle and he swings through it 93 middle in fouls it off and then an 82 curveball three three pitches see ya and it's just like this guy um yes he's he's cut down on his chase rate he's cut down on his strikeout rate which is what he needs to do that's a good thing he's, but he's still hitting 170 and uh, below well below 170 and it's just not coming along so like if you can trade him i think you do but if you you know and so maybe it like you said maybe it comes he comes as a complimentary piece to something right. else well um that's a good that's a good point you meant there's one name you left off this list of course we haven't really gone into the pictures yet but i think the rockies all-star representative could and should be tyler kinley um he has been great he has been fantastic um i think you're i think crone has now, been crone, if, crone has been if, good but crone is hitting under 200 on the road Right. Uh, if, you're, so, if you have to pick one guy, yeah, um, I'm, I'm picking it's, Kinley. It's Kinley. I agree. It was cool for a while. Yep. Now it's Kinley. Um, and, you know, it's Crone. Um, yeah, he's done all his damage at course. So it depends yep. on how you look at it. But right. um, he's he's definitely a candidate, but he's not going to make it. There, yep. Pete Alonso over there, you got, um, you got a, right. you got a kind of a stacked situation at first yep. base in the National League. So you're not yep. Freddie Freeman. I mean, you're not going to. Um, and, right. and, and it's a popularity contest too. Nobody, yep. nobody's going to go for CJ Crone, and so I, he's not going to make it. it. I agree with he's you. Gonna, so Kinley's a good choice. A good choice. So is Kinley untouchable at this point for the Rockies? I uh, yeah, yeah. I think, think because so? I mean, honestly, he's he's really the only guy you can trust in the bullpen right now. Um, Bard is becoming coming back Better. to that status, right. but I think that Kinley's the only guy when he comes in, he's like you, you know pretty much is he's going to lock mm. things down. Yep. Uh, Steph has been better of late, but this is the guy that's been consistent all year. He's a yep. 1.5 ERA. He's been fantastic. And um, he's figured it, he's figured things out. And um, I think he should, he should be a guy that you don't, you don't even so think about. We both agree. Brendan Rogers isn't going anywhere. That's the guy no, you're building. No way, not a chance. Right. Not a chance. And uh, good. Inglesias could crone could you mm-hmm. said uh, McMahon's not going anywhere. And you base that on the contract extension. Yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's not, it's not so much that his, about his, production it's about the fact that they gave him a contract said there's no way they're going to turn around and trade him now well some what if some team made him a nice offer i mean is the contract going to scare people away no it's not the contract that's going to scare them away it's the contract that's going to scare the rockies from trading him hmm. because the rockies have this is a team as you know that um overvalues its own it, prospects and and just has puts a what puts a puts a big premium on uh, quote-unquote loyalty or yeah. or keep with it um yeah. keep with a guy yeah. Uh, and, and, and he's our guy, you know, and, yeah. and we're not going to give up on him. And we just gave him $70 million to stay here. Um, and I just think if the, if the contract was last year and he did, he was performing the way he's performing this year, next year as well, or I mean, for two seasons, I think you think about, then they'll might think about it, but I don't think he's uh, going anywhere. Okay. Now, um, obviously there's areas of need. Um, the starting pitching one is supposed to <laughs> yeah. be one of those, but the yeah, starting pitching that. is, I mean, right now that. your best two guys are Chad Cool and Ryan Feltner. Uh, Marcus you know, Feltner Mark- looked really good yet uh, yesterday, and, Mark- and, he, and he looked really good on a couple starts yes, he earlier. He just yeah. had a couple of really bad outings as well. But what a Rockies pitcher, yeah, especially well, a young one. And Her- Herman Marcus did has had two good outings on the West Coast. We'll see if he can come back to Coors Field and do that again. But mm-hmm. is Herman Marcus on a trade possibility? If he gets it together, could they ship him out? Would they? Could they? Would they? That's a really interesting one because. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you if all I knew was what the Rockies' record was at this point, you didn't tell me what Herman's ERA was. 
um, then I would say there's not a chance that they're going to sell with Herman. They're gonna, not going to trade him because he's a he's their ace, he's their guy. But he hasn't been that for a long time. I mean, he was good today. Almost a year now. Yeah, he was good today, and he was good for half his start in San Francisco. So that's a good sign, turning yep. in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But um, that's really interesting because if he gets thing, if if he continues to get it together as you move forward, uh, how many years does he have left? on his deal it's not that many but but it was a really team-friendly contract it was a really good team-friendly yeah. contract. he was he would be i mean right. people would jump at him i mean right. you could probably get a pretty good um pretty good haul for him prospect wise so um because of his age because of what he's his track record mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been good lately people will chalk that up to course um, that could be and, that could be so, a blockbuster that could be a oh yeah absolutely big, big i mean the guy is 27 years he's 27 yeah. years old mm-hmm. and he's got incredible stuff his stuff hasn't diminished right? right that's the thing it's like it's it's location 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 with him yeah. and that's something that you know if you're another team you're not you're not going to be sitting there thinking this guy's done you're going to be right. sitting there thinking let's get him out of course yeah and uh i think that that would be a really interesting one um if and now the question always goes back to are they going to trade their quote-unquote their guy you know yeah. and and he then, was the guy, and he came. He came in the uh, Tampa Bay, Tulo trade, Tampa, right? Yep, from Tampa. No, he came from um, Tampa. Oh, he came from Tampa. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Tulo trade was uh, what's his name Hoffman. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, that it depends on how much they're willing to get away from this organizational philosophy, which I think has been uh, has not served them well because they've just gone too far with it. Um, and they, he, the, the whole loyalty thing, and I think yep. that they should really think about putting him on the trade block because that that could yep. get you some really. And, good and even bigger, their guy move would be to put Kyle Freeland on the trade block. Oh yeah, that's their he's guy, been, right? He, yeah, he's even more of their guy, right? Yep. And they just yep. gave him that extent uh, extension too, so that yep. he's not going anywhere just because of the extension and that factor. Yeah. Um, and even if he's been continues to go up and down the way he has, he's just really been Jekyll and Hyde. Like he's been great, really bad. Great, really bad. <laughs> Great, right. really bad. Yeah. That's been his season so far, almost to a T, like yeah. every other start. Um, and so uh, I think he, yeah, absolutely sticking. Freeland sticking around, McMahon sticking around. Anybody they extended, um, for any young guy they extended, yeah. which is just those two, I guess, yeah. uh, it, it, they're staying. And Marcus, though, might be, might be the guy. Might be the guy. I really, that's yeah. a really interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. That's going to be so. So if you're looking at putting some of these guys out there, you're dangling them out there right now. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for in return? What's your prior? Well, put him at priority order. Pitching, first of all, um, because the young there's pitching. The, there's there's the minor old, league yeah, young 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 pitching minor league pitching. The, the old adage is you can never have too much pitching, but right. and that's because of depth and because in the bullpen it's just so uh, hit yep. or miss with guys and, and especially in cores, right? Um, there, there's part of me that wants to say no because and doesn't want to say that because it's almost like no matter who you throw out there, it's just. There are certain unicorns like Mar- Marquez and Freeland, Marquez for the former version yep. of himself and Freeland who can pitch here yep. um, and Gomber last year, for example. Yep. Um, but that's just, you don't find that. And when you bring a guy into this, into, into the, the system to pitch his home games here, um, you've got to have a certain mental fortitude, yeah, I guess. No question. And so it depends on the guy, but yeah, pitching um, I think would, would be number one. Um, it, the hard thing is, is that, uh, if it's major league ready talent, um, you know, if there's, if there's a, 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 a decent uh, corner outfielder that can hit, um, yeah. I think you've definitely got to look at that. Um, so I, well, I, I would say, I would add this into, yeah. I would say factor in the Albuquerque factor. You can get a guy out of a double a system or even a triple a system and put him in Albuquerque and train him at altitude for a while. 
Get him used yeah. to the conditions before yeah. you bring him up here. So he doesn't, I mean, it, he it depends, on, it, it depends on how 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 low uh, they're able they want to go with the age right. with the age of the play, with right. the uh, level of the player. I mean, if they're looking for major league ready talent, because you know this team's mo, it's yep. we're we're going to compete. We're yeah. going to compete. It doesn't matter what it looks like. They're like we're yeah. going to compete, uh, even if it just doesn't seem possible. And um, so if that's the case, and if that's really going to be the their mantra moving forward still, then that I think you're going to they're going to look going to be looking for AAA. Uh, or you know, or you know, has made his debut yep. type thing. Um, and if that's the case, you know, um, uh, yeah, corner outfield bat would be really nice. Yep. Um, and and a Marquez type deal would could get you somebody like that, especially if there's a if there's a team out there that is looking at Marquez who has uh, some depth in their outfield prospects. I think that that could be something that they could look at because, you know, the, you know, the the traditional spot they finally got a first baseman the traditional slugging spot right they finally got a first baseman who does that who slugs you know in cj crone and that's been one of the great developments uh, on a buy low um actually if they if they if they trade him it's a buy low sell high you know and they got him for a good deal you know as far as his his contract so i think that that's great but in the outfield they you know blackman's not a he's but much better my friend's year, a dh come on he's, not a, he's, a he's not an outfielder but he's yeah. also not he's not the guy who used to be at the plate either right. um I, I i'm not i'm not gonna i mean he's he's been good this year but he but that's not defensively he hasn't but, he's a but DH. defensively he hasn't and uh on the other side in left field you got a guy you know you can throw a hilliard out there um well, or, don't, or, you know don't, don't forget can, don't forget about chris bryant eventually he may come back and yeah play. you yeah chris bryant will be back you're right I mean, it's almost someday like, it's almost, it's almost like he's out here that's right yeah, yeah it's, it's weird so it's weird, easy to it? do yeah because he hasn't even homered yet in the rockies mm-hmm. uniform he's right. played in 17 games but yeah he's the guy in left field so you don't have to worry about that but yeah in right field then you're looking at a guy you're looking at blackman and you're saying you know um plus blackman has one more year on this deal and he's coming back no doubt yep. about that yep. yep um and he's gonna either finish out his career here or um or what whatever but it, last year or the next year is going to be his last one and so i think you're going to have to start if nothing else planning on having uh, another guy you know right behind him out there and great dick's not the long-term guy obviously what about jonathan daza jonathan daza jonathan daza is a, has been great defensively um yep. he's been great offensively in the in the moments yeah in the rymel tapia 2020 sense like <laughs> you know slap yeah. hitting guy who can uh, who has found great spots to put the baseball he's been better in terms of you know tapia had a, just a, a really high ground ball rate whereas right. daza's is better he's putting the ball in the air he does not hit the ball hard right. almost ever but he puts the ball in the air and they find spots and that's good but um you know i, I don't know that i've seen enough of a track record yet to to, to say that he's the future but he's, so, he's been very good for them. So center field, a young center fielder would be attractive as well. Somebody really good. This, this yeah. is a tough center field yeah. to play. You got to have, you got to have, well, yeah, you know, I think you're right. A I mean, great athlete out there. It'd be nice to have a guy who can run and a guy yeah. who has good routes to the baseball out there. Um, so center field. Yeah, absolutely. Center and Call, right. I mean, calling, Bryant is the only one who right. sat in the outfield moving yeah. forward. Calling and Sam I'm talking Hilliard. about beyond, beyond two years from now. Yeah. Hilliard's just not, uh, it does not have, he's not, now. he's not a guy that you can count on. It's hard. To, it's hard to understand. So we think we're going to see Tovar at shortstop, maybe yeah, 2023. Sure. Brandon Rogers at second. I would be surprised. I would be surprised mm-hmm. if he is not. I would be surprised if he is not with this club on opening day. Okay. Next Con- year. Connor Joe is going to be here in some capacity, right? Connor Joe's been great. He's going to be here. He's all the way I, would, he, would you call him untouchable right now? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Con- Connor Joe is a guy that um, he has produced pretty much whenever he's played. 
Yep. And he's done it for more than just a uh, yep. half a season or a season now. Um, so, so he's going to be here. So now you're looking for a, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got Michael Toglia coming up through the system. who you expect to be here in a couple of years. Right. Chitting first baseman with some pop. Yeah. And, and Connor, Connor Joe plays, you know, and that's their right. plays everywhere. Their versatility yeah. thing. He right. can play. Every, so, he, I mean, if you said, if you trade, if you trade CJ Crone, you can stick Joe over there for a while and then right. um, uh, until Toglia is ready or, yeah or whatever but and then when Toby is here you can move Joe into the outfield and or and again too. we always still have the DH and yep. um so that gives you more flexibility I think Joe is definitely untouchable I think um I think uh I think Gomber I, I'm not trading Gomber uh that quickly I'm not I'm not giving up on Gomber that quickly so you're expecting, expecting his ERA is six but I think he's going to be yeah. I think that's that's not who he is right. and you're expecting um, Montero the other trade piece from St. Louis to, come, to be part mm -hmm. of this moving forward Yep, absolutely. Yep. absolutely. So now we're now we get back behind the plate where Diaz was really good last year. I thought he last year had the best year of Rockies catchers had in a long, long time. Has been a disappointment this season, both offensively and defensively. He's been okay defensively, but not as good as he was a year ago. And offensively, he's been awful. Uh, Servin is just another backup. It just seems to have, be able to produce a series of backup catchers, and they have to have yeah, play someone. Servin's interesting. And the reason why I say that is is because of what Bud Black said about him when he when he got his first. Uh, when it's that night that he hit his first home run or whatever, or that's yeah, his first two, hit. two, yeah. right? Yeah. Two. First two hits for homers. And he was talking about how he had really surged in the minor leagues toward the yeah. end there. Yeah. And that's what got him his call up. And you know what? I mean, he's had limited uh, yep. plate appearances, but he's, you know, his, he's had an 826 OPS so far in 40 and 43 plate appearances, uh, three homers. I mean, like it's a guy like that. You don't, you never expected to be that the guy that is going, could, 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 hit enough to be in the everyday lineup but i don't see why you can't the reason why diaz is still out there is because of last year you know yep. and but if yep. but if Servin um overtakes him you gotta you gotta stick with your guy that's that's producing and i you know i'm not ready right now to say that Servin isn't the guy that moving forward well it remains the only position on the field where the rockies have never had an all-star yeah it's amazing that's and amazing. it really is amazing in 30 years, 20, 30 years, in 30 years, 30 years, not now, a yeah. single catcher make the all-star team. And then there's been yeah. some bad luck sort in there with Ben Petrick and stuff like that. But nonetheless, it's just been a black hole. Yeah. Um, Tom Murphy. I mean, that for yeah. a while, it looked like he might, was he the guy he got hurt. I don't know if he was the guy, but he, it looked like it, it, he definitely was in the, in the conversation, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Before then he, he, got hurt then he ended up exactly. in the conversation in Seattle. That's and right. He and he did, did well right for himself. Yeah. Well yeah. So if we're playing general manager, which we've been this, this period, how soon do we pull the trigger? I mean, we, we the deadline is six weeks away, but do you, is it advantageous to wait till the last minute or do you start putting out those feelers right now and say, listen, we're not, we're not waving the white flag, but we have to rebuild on the fly. Well, I think you, I think, I think you feel out what's going on everywhere around the league. I think you um, around baseball, you, you start to talk to people about and see what they're looking for. But I think as far as making deals, I think you, I think you wait um, until um, because see, the thing is, is that, um, it used to be that there would be a lot of teams out of it come earlier. Yes. Yeah. Like earlier. And now right. you're going to have a lot more teams in it, um, yep. definitely, uh, yep. in it. And, and this is going to be a really, with the extra wild card, this will be the first time mm -hmm. with that third wild card. We're going to see a lot more, I think, um, you know, teams, teams looking to buy, and yeah. so it's, it's, it, what it, it's, it's simple supply and demand, right? Like if there are more on the buy side, you can drive up the price. 
Um, so on the, on the seller side for the sellers. So the it's the one area that, that, that the Rockies are good at, right. Is, is being seller is being well, in a position be, to sell. To be in, exactly. Being in a position. And so, exactly. and so they should take advantage of the, 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 the larger pool of teams that will be in the market for what they have to offer and wait until as close as you can, I think to the deadline. The only fear here is if there's somebody out there, a minor leaguer that you really covet, somebody you really yeah. like, he might be gone if you wait too long. Yeah, I think that if there's somebody you really like, then you consider, you know, moving up your timeline. I mean, because, yep. you know, well, the problem is, is that, is that, what, what are they now? Um, where do they stand in the wildcard race right now? It's not. I'm, not I'm trying to think about this the way I think the Rockies would think about this. Sure. And the way, um, and the way the public would perceive it. You, you start trading now, you're waving the white flag in June and that looks yeah. bad. I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's. But look what um, Atlanta did last year when they started trading. Everybody turned out to be a World Series winning roster, and they made a bunch of trades at the deadline. Yeah, um, right now they're seven out of the wild card spot. Um, How many teams I, in front I, of them? Uh, there would be. Um, I mean, yeah, really. They, there's a, yeah. it's a slew yeah, of teams right, that are all right. bunched up together, right. like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, like seven. So, I mean, so if we're, we just, I, it'd be nice if they could just be realistic with everybody and say, Listen, well, if they could be realistic, I think that you are right now, right this moment, thinking about thinking about what you're going to do at the deadline. Mm -hmm. And if the opportunity arrives and there's a moment to seize, you seize it as far as, mm -hmm. a pro, you know, a prospect you like, et cetera, and that you don't want to let get too deep into the market um, going forward. But what they'll, I think probably do is they'll hang in there until the end of this month, mm -hmm. uh, another two weeks or three weeks, by which time I expect them to be double digits out of the wild card. Yep. Um, and then by then, like, it's just, I think you just have to, you have to, take a good look in the mirror and say we're not going to make it and then you then you move well and then you you have to frame that carefully when you're looking at the public too because the public can say sure, yeah you're I mean, well, tell already you have to be well, careful how you of, say it yeah because with bryant you know um with bryant's on this roster and the the young pitching staff i mean like obviously if, you, if marquez is a guy you're going to trade mm -hmm. um that's going to be a um interesting sell to the public as well right. especially if he starts getting back on track here right yeah um, yes but but with bryant here you know this place has always been a um at least from what i understand i've been here seven years now this place has always been a let's go to the ball game to see this guy play true. not very let's go true. to the ball game to see the rockies play very true um it's That's let's true. go see chris bryant let's go see nolan arenado let's go see troy tulowitzki let's go see todd helton yep um because it's never been about necessarily about a team uh you know peren a perennial uh contender so i think with bryant here they're gonna they would keep continue that that way of doing it and and the way to sell it to the i guess the public would be like hey fans look we're out of it this year you look at the standings it is it is what it is but yeah. we still want to compete we still think we're we're not far from being in the thick of the wild card race and we want to start building for next season. And yes, it might be hard with uh, a guy who we love like Marcus, but given what we think we can get from him, I already think we're far beyond what they will say. <laughs> right no, now. yeah, no question. But I think, but I, but that's what I do. I mean, but I think that they, they also don't really go into all that with the fans. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. they they'll they'll have to frame it carefully. Like I like I just said, it, it's going to be you've got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And you want to try to make people understand why you're doing it. So transparency is valuable in that circumstance. Well, I but... think I, I don't know, you know, we, we spend so much time like on Twitter and we see the, the Twitter core Rockies fan base where it's yep. not 
representative necessarily of the entire fan base. So True. I can only, I can't really say that this is how everybody would look at it, but I think there would be a corner of the fan base that would really welcome a, a big move. No, I agree Rockies with that. Because they would be like, oh, finally, they're doing something right. that they probably ought to have done in the, in the past couple of years. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I think it's going to take um, a different mindset as you brought up. And I think it's going to take the owner and the ownership, the old guards, letting, letting go of those overvaluing their own prospects, their own guys, yeah. uh, because they have historically done that, held on to right. guys a little bit too long. I mean, before you got here, Manny, they held on to Larry Walker too long. Sure. They should have traded Larry Walker two years before they did. Right. And they will, I had guys in the front office who told me that. Yeah. And, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't pull that trigger. They're having tr- trouble pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, but maybe the I, Nolan. They've always, not, been, they've always the, been that way, right? Maybe, I mean, well, they, maybe the Nolan trade idea changed that. Maybe the idea that, hey, we pulled that trigger sooner than they had to, to be honest with you. I mean, the pandemic Well, I mean, that was it. more of a situation where the guy forced his way out almost, right? Yes I mean, and no. I, I think, I don't, I still don't believe they would have traded him if there wasn't a pandemic. I still believe they would have, would have stuck through it. I think the pandemic, the, the loss, know. the financial losses of 2020 made that contract an albatross that they didn't want to deal with. Um, along with everything else. I mean, with O'Dowd, Possibly. I mean, uh, with uh, Brightish leaving a few months later, I think they would have, knowing Dick, I think they would have kept him, but that's just speculation. The point is, did they, did that change the way they will do business now? Did that say, listen, we can do this and it's going to be okay. We traded Nolan. There was backlash. People were mad, but they're still coming out to the ball game. Sure. Now that part of it, that part of it, I think you're onto something because the, the whole, <clears throat> we got through that right storm of like, you know, it just looked really bad, et cetera, yep. et cetera, et cetera. We got through all that. So maybe we can do this again. And, you know, Herman Marquez would be child's play compared to yeah, Nolan exactly. Arnauto, exactly. trading him. And so, yeah, I think um, there, that might be one, that might be a factor. And if so, then it's probably for the best for the Rockies. I mean, that means that they are, uh, if they're thinking about it that way, then that means that they're, they're trying to, they're trying to change their ways. And yeah. um, <laughs> how was the last is, time you heard that? Yeah, that is a <laughs> like never. huge deal. That is, is a huge deal here. And I, that's why I say, I think there's going to be a, a segment of the fan base that would be thrilled to see a, a you know, mild blockbuster, mild yeah. blockbuster happen yeah. in know, their where, favor. Unlike the, the or not yeah, favor. in their favor. Yeah. And um, so instead of, you know, the Rockies it just, they, they've been, they've just been there. You yeah. Know, they're, they're never, they're never relevant to anything um they are they are a baseball team in the major leagues um and they are continuously uh people just are flummoxed at what they do scratching their heads all the time trying to figure out what they're doing and if they're if they start doing things that are more in line with what most clubs do then i think that's a welcome development i would agree with that i will disagree with that one thing though i think if they make a big trade if they trade iglesias tovar is a shortstop the second half of the year Really think about I, it. what I, do they have I, to lose. I would, I, I would like to see that. Um, what do they I think have to that, lose? He's tearing up double A. What do they have yeah. to lose? Yeah, I mean, he's just been so good, unbelievably yeah. good. He's not going to, he's, he's not going to door down on. He's going to struggle, leagues. but let him struggle the second half of a season when you're already out of it. Sure. Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would like to see that. I don't know if they do that, but I'd like to see that. Well, I, I think, think that, that would idea. also make the trade any trade deadline departures more palatable for the fans. Yeah, it'd be fun, or, it'd be fun or, for or, the fans or, and to see yeah. him up here, right? Um, and say, like, let's see what this guy can do, kind of thing, you know? Um, because you know, I remember when we had Jim Callis on from MLB Pipeline; he was the one who kind yeah. of turned us on to to, to Tovar. That was last year during the during the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, this guy's going to be a a guy, and mm-hmm. he he has been. He just every, I mean, he's his he was prescient in what he yeah. said. 
that sure really was. did turn out to happen. And I think that would be really fun for the him and Montero uh, to get some reps up here yep. uh, in the, in the, you know, in the latter half of the, the garbage time of the season, yeah. the season basketball term would be interesting. And, and if you've already, let tri- the, like you said, it would let the fans kind of have that normal. Yeah. Um, let's see what the kids can do kind of feeling. Yeah, Whereas exactly. before it's always been the kids better do it. Yeah. Or else we're yes. not going to make it. That's you true. Know, and yeah. Now you can have them just on, like you said, without the pressure, just just go and play baseball and see what happens. Keep keep this in mind about Montero as well. If you do trade CJ Crone, you can move McMahon over to first base and play yeah. Montero at third base. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily after what's happened this year. I yeah. mean, McMahon. I don't think this year is McMahon. I don't think this year's defensive player uh, that we've seen is is right. the real McMahon. But I also don't think last year's is either. I and, think he's somewhere in between. And don't um, undervalue the the defensive value at first base as well. I mean, that let's, yeah, let's yeah, be sure. honest. Yeah. As great yeah. as no one no one there not always. Yeah, there numerous times. Guys like Mark Reynolds saved his bacon by he's making all those spectacular yeah. plays, but the throw's not right there, and they're picking it out of the dirt, or they're doing something special. Yeah. You can have a great gold glove first baseman. doesn't hurt your ball club. So yeah. I think there's a lot of maneuvering that can be done. Let's see if they're going to do it. Um, obviously, we got a couple weeks left to go in this. Before the, any kind of talk like this heats up, we're just getting ahead of the curve like we normally do on this program. <laughs> um, interleague play coming up this week. What are you looking to uh, see? Well, I'm covering – both clubs that they're playing. So, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I really, I, I'm really kind of uh, looking forward to seeing Jose Ramirez play. Yes. Um, because that dude, I yeah. mean, he's been a perennial MVP candidate. He's always finished either third or fourth in the last, um, I think three yep. or four years in a row or three. Yeah. And, and then, um, and he's up there again. I mean, he's doing it yep. again. And it's because he's in Cleveland, you know, nobody really pays much attention to him, but he, and he's a switch hitter. He's incredible. Yep, so he really is. Um, it'll be fun to watch him play. And then, uh, and, you know, the Padres come back in here, and I think the Padres are going to come back in here a little upset at what happened this weekend. A little more focused, yeah. they just – they gave up a chance to take over first place. Yep, they really did. And and the Dodgers got swept out in San Francisco. Yep. And um, how often do you see that happen? The Dodgers get swept anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so the Giants swept them. They had the, the Padres, if they even took one more game, took three out of four instead of split. Yep. And basically, they threw that game away on um, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, – I think that they they're going to come back a little angry. To, they're going to want to they're going to take care of some business, and uh, so that'll be really interesting to see. And again, that team with the with the hitting that they have at Coors Field, the guys yeah. like Cronenworth who spray the ball around Manny yeah. Machado and all that. That's going to be a fun weekend. I don't know, one or two years ago, they had that that series, that four game series here between those two teams. It was just ridiculous. If that you wrecked, the triple, that wrecked that whole. That wrecked, did, That was the, kind of the, the the nadir. That was the yeah. low moment I think yeah. of that it, nineteen season. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, um, we'll let you go. We'll see you at uh, Coors this week. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. You got a closer for me? Yep. Coming up. All right. Coming up right after this, Park, Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. Learning life skills through baseball, USA Prime is more than just travel baseball. We mentor young athletes in areas like teamwork and skill development. It's about more than winning weekend tournaments. It's about showing young players how to achieve their goals in baseball and beyond. Contact Scott Horman at Colorado at gmail.com for more information. We talked on today's podcast about the future. More specifically, the future for the Colorado Rockies. That's a hard thing to do largely because there doesn't seem to be a concrete direction for the club at this time, 
As it continues to transition from a core group of stars, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and DJ LeMayhew, into a new era that has as its centerpiece Chris Bryant. But let's just imagine for a moment what the future might look like if the Rockies just let the kids play, in the sense of, let's just see what we've got here. Say the Rockies do make some significant moves prior to the trade deadline to acquire young talent, opening the door for some up-and-coming prospects to get some big league experience over the final two months of the season and beyond. Let's say the Rockies trade Herman Marcus, C.J. Crone, Randall Gritchick, and Jose Iglesias. Let's go around the diamond now, shall we? In left field, Chris Bryant. In center, Jonathan Daza. In right, Connor Joe. At third base, Elihuris Montero. At shortstop, Ezekiel Tovar. At second base, Brendan Rogers. At first, Ryan McMahon. Behind the plate, Brian Servant. And as a designated hitter, the old man of the group, Charlie Blackman. The rotation, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Sanzatella, Austin Gomber, Chad Cool if he's not also traded it, and Ryan Feltner. Tell me that doesn't sound at least a little intriguing, just to see what would happen. It's not like the Rockies will be contending anyway. Time to see what you've got as you look toward 2023. It might just surprise you and inject some excitement into a non-contending club because of the possibilities. If there's one thing the Rockies need, it's excitement. Some quote-unquote blockbuster moves at the trade deadline, plus some infusion of young talent, could provide just that. That'll put the wraps on another episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.